Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Beautiful. Welcome, listeners, to the Sipping Social Podcast. Really uh, happy to be here with you guys right now. This is our first official remote recording from our own individual homes for the circumstances that are going on. I know we had our last uh, episode that came out. We kind of did that, but Garrett was at the underground uh, with Johnny. So this That's is complete idiot. separation. Nah, nah. Yeah, I we got the, I got the corona. And now I got to go 14 days. So thanks, Garrett. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not saying about you. I'm just kidding. Let's not start any wild rumors over I'm just here, kidding, boys. Just kidding. There's enough fear mongering going on, uh, anyways. But uh, Johnny, thanks for setting this up. This looks amazing. I wish I could see your end. But tell us uh, a little bit about the technical part of this, and then we'll get on to what we're sipping on and into this, some restaurant news. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Like when we first started this, uh, the previous podcast, we uh, used Google Chat to do our podcast, but we heard that Zoom was a little bit better if you wanted more people, uh, less drop-offs, like when you're actually recording. So it's just a better service. So we're using Zoom. Um, and what's happening here is uh, Garrett and Mike are at their house, and they are being fed into my computer. My computer is being fed into our mixer. Our mixer is mixing that sound. I can adjust the uh, the bass, the treble, the mid-levels, and that actually gets projected back into my computer, into the recording program that I use. Now, obviously, I'm at my house. So I'm plugged directly into the mixer itself via this microphone I'm using. So um, it's kind of interesting. We're using all this audio that's coming over uh, the internet, plugged into our mixer, and this microphone goes in the mixer, and it's all mixed together, and you now you're hearing it. It's absolutely amazing, dude. Thanks for setting this up. Yeah. I wouldn't um, even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Just, so uh, what so I, I got this set up on the bar right now. We'll put some pictures online, but like you just see like wires everywhere and 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 stuff to drink. Sounds real technical. Above Garrett and I, we're not uh, on the show for. Couldn't even get my reason. my Bluetooth earphones to connect to my computer. <laughs> you sound great so, now. Though. Uh, what, what are we sipping on at home, boys? Oh shit! I didn't even pour myself a drink. I was just so excited to get online um, with you guys. What the? You're sitting in the bar with nothing to drink? Well, I got I have a bottle of Rumplemints, which you right, know, well, yeah, I'm ready that's to go. That's, a, that's and, what you're that's what you're sipping on. All I, right, you go get something, Mike. What do you got? And I have a shot glass. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sipping on Daisy Cutter, uh, a beautiful American Pale Ale. It's one of my favorite beers of all time. We're gonna talk about Half Acre in a little bit, which I'm really excited about. One of my favorite breweries of all time. Uh, it's a shame that we've waited this long to really dive into some of the good stuff that they have, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Now that Johnny's back here, what are you drinking on? Earlier tonight, I had a little a, more of the old Ezra uh, 7, but now I'm just drinking on the Maker's Mark Private Select from the, our Bourbon Belly pick. Ooh, is that, gonna, are we gonna, is that something we're going to talk about in a little bit? It better be. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Johnny, what you got? So I just hopped uh, behind the bar real quick and grabbed the Coors Light, tried and drink. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Cheers, boys. Let's have a little sip and a a good, fun podcast from our homes. Mm. Mm. Sweet. Let's talk about some restaurant news, boys. A lot of restaurant groups are out there doing things to stay proactive in this time, offering a lot of different promotional stuff, curbside, takeout, 
opening up as bottle shops. Our restaurant group is doing the same thing. I applaud our owners for doing that, uh, helping out with some of the employees that need some uh, some cash during this time, but also just keeping the business afloat for us. Garrett did an unbelievable thing last week, opened up Maze for a couple hours uh, as a bottle shop, and it was a huge success. Without talking about numbers, Garrett, tell us about that experience and, and how crazy that was. First off, anyone who's listening to this who had shown up and um, decided to support us on that day, thank you very, very much. It mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. it was, I knew we were going to be busy, but I didn't think it was going to be that large. It was, yeah, so, so so you opened basically Maze and Mash, and you were saying that you were going to sell any bottle basically in the, I, in the I restaurant. I was going to sell any bottle that was worth. That I thought I put out any bottle that I thought was worth people wanting to pick up. You sent this like, out. You on could social- go to you could go to Benny's and buy Basil Hayden. So I didn't put Basil Hayden out. Things that you maybe couldn't find or or more interesting or maybe you ever see like in like the Benny's like uh, what do you call it it's like the rare and collectible shelf. And so you sent this out on social media. You know, we mentioned yeah, it in our podcast. Groups. You mentioned it on Facebook. I think we had a Instagram message about it, possibly. But you sent that out probably two days before this happened. That yeah, you were going to sell which is your probably bottles. two days too too early. Two days too early, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. My phone battery died once from me trying to respond to anyone who was like sending me like DMs or text messages or responding on the on the whatever platform that I posted on mm-hmm. uh, asking me all sorts of questions my phone literally died I had to like plug it in turn it off and just like walk away from it because it was just too much I was like I still have like a life and a family who were like looking for me to cook dinner and I, I couldn't keep up with it it was just it was insane so one of our listeners Mark Jordan who lives next next door to me actually um, he was actually there and he shot a photo he has, he's actually gonna join us later too uh, he's gonna review the makers mark that you guys uh, your, nice. your barrel select that you guys picked from their stave collection but he uh, he actually shot a picture of him in line showing the amount of people that were waiting outside and one thing I did notice in that photograph is like nobody was on top of each other it seemed like everybody was kind of like yeah waiting they did in their line, own great give, job of social distancing themselves yeah giving themselves space you know giving themselves that six foot six foot space in order didn't, to buy, uh, uh, didn't hurt that the um the sheriff came by and told everyone to spread out a little bit did they really the police were there in about an hour after me opened the door so i told everyone we're gonna start at noon i got there at 9 15 and there was four people there already so it took me about an hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes to set everything up I had help, our owner, one of our owners, uh, who said that he's going to be the first person on when we open up back up, so I can't wait for him to come on. He helped me set everything up, and we opened at like 11.15, 11.20, and there was already 50 people there. That's amazing. We'll, so we only let in six people at a time, and it was one in, one out after that. A uh, couple questions for you on my end, Garrett, since I yeah. wanted to be a part of it, wish I could have helped you out that day. How many bottles did you sell in that amount of time? Uh, I have no idea. The average person spent somewhere between like six and seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. The, the amount of money that was spent in there that day, the support for being, you know, a local place, but also having yeah, we can beat those numbers role. out. But I think the, the biggest thing is that the 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 profits that we took from that, that is just the bottle sales. There's nothing to do with the amount of gift cards that were sold or the amount of merch that we sold. The um, a portion of the bottle profits, 100% of the merch and 100% of the uh, gift card went straight to the employees of Bourbon Belly Hospitality. So awesome. there, there's a there's an account that we're just throwing money into. And then at some point, 
I don't know how we're all gonna how we're all gonna catch a, a portion of that, but there will yeah, be Yeah, they'll divvy they'll divvy it up. Here's one number I do not want you to to um to bleep out. People tipped on the bottle sales. There was wow. seven there's seven hundred and sixty dollars in tips that people gave that are going straight to bourbon belly hospitality hourly workers that i think is incredible super exciting i the the one time i wanted to give everybody a hug for doing something amazing and i i I couldn't touch you that's that's two weeks in a row you said i know it's incredible you're just just a huggy guy there's just so there's just so many cool things there's cool things that people are doing that like yeah how do you not want to give somebody a hug for doing something awesome like that right and that that leads me in you know i i don't want to and talking about what Maze and Mash has done and Bourbon Belly Hospital, but that's what everybody's doing. You know, a lot of places are trying to make it so, you know, with the curbside takeout, doing all the gift cards, a lot of that stuff, doing the GoFundMe's for their employees. A lot of that's going on in the city, in the suburbs here. Uh, the restaurant groups are really reaching out to their employees. And there's a couple of restaurant groups in the city who have partnered with Makers Mark and our buddy Greg Butera. Yep. Um, and they're doing from five to seven o'clock at night. Any person who works in the restaurant industry, not for their group, you get a free meal, right? Produce, yeah, you can you get up to four free meals, oh, family really? meals, and oh, a bag wow. of groceries. What? So, like, all you have to do is just bring in a pay stub that shows that you worked at a restaurant recently, and they're going to give you four meals for your family and a bag of groceries for the week, which is absolutely incredible to think about oh, in, in times like these. So. Just support the local shops. Do some curbside pickup if you can. Some takeout. Buy the gift cards if you can. I know we talked about that, but you know anything you guys can do to help out the the restaurant industry is always a good thing. Also, stay so safe cool. while you're doing it, though, right? Like, absolutely. You're gonna well, leave your house. Room. Yeah, like don't get sick. Be Wash safe. your hands. Bottom line, Johnny, did you just put some rumplements on your hand and sanitize? I did. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I did. Uh, I actually poured myself a rumplements, and I happened to spill a little bit on my finger. And I decided not to waste it. I just kind of rubbed my hands together and got that uh, all sanitized real, right real quick there. What? Are we doing a Rumplemans? I'm doing one. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So I see Mark on. Oh, hey, what's going Mark? on, guys? What's going hey, on, Mark. dude? Is he going to come up on our screen or what's up with this, Annie? I, I yeah. can see him. You don't get to see him? I don't, I don't see him. Maybe change your orientation. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, change your there orientation, Mike. Mark, it looks I like you're you. wearing. Um, like NASCAR uh, headphones. Oh yeah, game reduction. It's my uh, gamer headset here. Yeah. External Beaches. Uh, Logitech. Ooh. They uh, they glow with my keyboard and mouse. You know. <laughs> <laughs> looking sharp. Looking sharp. Thanks. We're about to get into our brewery spotlight over here. I hope you don't mind joining us in a couple segments. Feel free to chime in uh, whenever you like. As far as uh, what we're talking about. Okay. Awesome. Hey Mark, real quick, have you ever tried Baker's Seven Single Barrel? I have not. I picked up a bottle. It was the last one at Benny's. Own when I bought it. I had opened it yet. I was just curious. You say Baker's? Yeah. So I have a story about Baker's. I went to Jimmy's uh, Grill in downtown Naperville, like in like 2007. Yeah. And uh, I was there with some coworkers, and we all decided like we wanted to do some shots. Baker's was that bottle like that happened to be on that light. It was like the featured bottle. So like okay. there was a light underneath the bottle, and it was like heating up the liquid in there. And so the server <laughs> poured us shots of bakers. We wanted makers, by the way. <laughs> but she gave us easy, bakers. Easy and they were the hottest temperature-wise whiskey shots I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> it was fucking disgusting. Scalding hot. Yeah. We don't even, at Maze Mash, we didn't carry normal bakers. So 
I have no idea what it even what it even tastes like. Well, you don't want to taste it. But not the one that's at 120 degrees. No. No. On a halogen light. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're about to get onto a new segment that I'm really excited about. Our brewery spotlight of the How week, we not which is these guys yet. Exactly. I, mean, I, I know we've mentioned them a couple of times, but we haven't yeah. gotten deep into it. And Taff Bakery Core Beers are fantastic. Whatever you're looking for from some of the darker beers to their lighter beers, um, Daisy Cutter is their American Pale Ale. Really easy drinking. Their Pony Pills is my river beer when I'm out on the Fox River canoeing and kayaking with my friends. That's the one that I'm drinking all day. Uh, their seasonal stuff is amazing. They got great dark beer. Their Double Daisy Cutter is amazing. Garrett's about to bust open a can of the Navajo, which is one of their double IPAs that comes out, I think, once or twice a year. Johnny's got a Daisy Cutter at home. I don't know if he pulled that out, if he's just sipping on Coors Light. Ah, that a boy. A special note to Mike. He risked the wild America right now during the coronavirus, and he drove over, and he uh, delivered a curbside daisy cutter, and uh, to be named... I don't know if he mentioned this yet, but we're going to uh, taste a significant uh, whiskey here. He dropped off a little like ceramic uh, little container for me with two and a half, maybe three ounce pour in there. So thanks, Mike, for risking your life and dropping off some uh, drinks for me. Absolutely, dude. Had to do it. And uh, Mark, are you familiar with Half Bakery? Do you got any... Uh experience with drinking their beers i do i really enjoy uh daisy cutter their cans are always interesting you could tell that they put a lot of pride and joy in the artistic side of what they do on their cans uh, by the artwork they also have a half acre building company where they do like ornate wood signs and do a bunch of handles for other breweries and restaurants uh, i know they're really big right now um i follow them on instagram they're always doing stuff stuff for people local like noon whistle um, and some of the other local breweries. But if you guys haven't been in the tap room, their tap rooms in the city, they're amazing and they got great food. Nice. Let me Johnny, have, how's that taste? Let me have a taste here. The second taste in me. So I've had this before and I really do enjoy this beer. I'm glad you, you're having this on right now and featuring it. To me, it's an easy drinker. It's got really good flavor. And whenever I see this in the uh, store, I probably would buy it, but I reach for the other silver can, which is the Coors Light. Yes, yes. We, we, we saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> the silver can, silver bullet. Yeah. Down the aisle into the cold cooler where the, the 12 pack of Coors Light is. Yep. Yeah, see, I was just going to say that. I know you always like to pull out the Coors Light after cutting the lawn. I think I prefer to pull out the Daisy Cutter after I cut the lawn. It's just got a nice smooth taste and doesn't kill the day with the 5%. For me, anytime I'm drinking Daisy Cutter, if it's the beginning of the night or the end of the night, I know it's going to be pretty solid no matter what. So one thing I will say about Half Acre is they're great to work with. They're, when we do tap takeovers with them at the social, they always pull out all the stops. They they bring out a bunch of people. They promote it really well. They give us all the good beer that we normally wouldn't get, but they're really fun to work with. And I know Garrett's been talking to our gal who reps Half Acre in the Western suburbs, and she's she might come on a, the podcast sometime, which I think she would be a, a great guest to talk to. This is a four pack you can get at, at Benny's or your local grocery store or your local liquor store for like nine ninety nine for a four pack of sixteen ounce. Very reasonably priced. Nothing crazy. They have more expensive beers, some of their seasonal stuff, but like that's where their core beers are at. And I highly recommend any of you uh, your listeners if you're looking for a good brewery in Chicago to check out Half Acre is definitely on tops of my list. Mark, we're gonna also do a, a new fun segment since we're all at home. We're going to talk about a brief classic cocktail that everybody can make at home, whether or not you have the ingredients. Mark and I were talking about this earlier. Nice. But with, but with uh, Manhattan. Yeah. All right, sweet. Mark, how did that Manhattan go? I actually didn't make it yet. Unbelievable. What are we, what are we wasting my, for? Wasting my time. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it later. Don't worry. I couldn't <laughs> do it right after I had the peach beer. Which peach beer? 
Um, Noon Whistle came out with Hazy uh, Peach. They had that uh, last year, too. Did you see oh, the name they? of it? Yeah. Here, you're going to love it. I've had it before. What's the name of it? Uh, like, uh, it's he very sexual, know. right? He don't know. No, it's not. It's right near yeah. the Peach. Oh, right now the Peach Boy. Yeah. I, I brought home <laughs> a growler of it. Wait, what's the, name of, what's the name of it? Right near the Peach Boy. Oh, my God. It's from Half-Baked. It's the best, dude. It's the absolute best. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Right <laughs> near the Peach Boy. That is hilarious. That is yeah, I, I had a growler of it when I was like right before we moved uh, to this house. I got a growler of it. That's great. So on to the classic cocktails at home. We're talking about an old fashioned. Okay, everybody has a little bit different twist on it. We're going to talk about a classic old fashioned that Garrett and I make on the regular and social, and then we'll kind of and maze and mash because uh, we make a lot of those. And then we'll talk about some of the other variations and some of the things that go into making the cocktails. But Garrett, you want to run over the the, the ingredients we use? It's a bourbon of your choice, at least one and a half ounces, a half ounce of simple syrup. I think that's up to you. You can always, uh, I think the best way to manipulate your old fashioned is to manipulate the amount of simple syrup you put in. A couple of dashes of bitters, whether it be Angostura, some orange bitters, and orange peel expressed over the top, and then over some giant cubes of ice. A couple of things about that, and I totally agree. I mean, obviously, I love that. That's my favorite way to make an old-fashioned. Every restaurant does it a little bit different. Some places use bourbon and rye. If you go to a different parts of the U.S., they do a different style, and we can get that, get into that in a little bit. But this is when you can really hone in at home what old-fashioned you like. You know, try a couple of different whiskeys that you have at home, see what goes well with the simple syrup and a couple of different types of bitters and see what's really good for you. And then when you go out, then you have a little bit better idea of saying, hey, I'm going to walk into a, a whiskey bar confidently and order, you know, something. Exactly that what you want. Exactly what you want and exactly yeah. how you like to drink it. But Garrett, tell us how important ice is to the cocktail. Before he does, I was just going to say, like, you know, if you get through step one through four, 1.5 ounce of bourbon, 0.5 ounce of simple syrup, a couple dashes of bitters, orange peel, kind of spritz it over it. And then you go to your fridge and all you have is machine ice. Should you just dump the cocktail and go to bed? Well, some of us aren't Chicago ice exclusive. That's right. (laughs) Some of us have filters in our refrigerators that are able to suck out the the vegan taste. Tell me about what you would do at home to not have crap ice in your cocktail. I like the silicone molds from... Bed Bath & Beyond. I think the best thing you can do is to make sure that, that your freezer is clean. Like, it's not like... So that BS about like, you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a bottle of distilled water and I'm going to pour it into that ice cube tray that you, yeah, sure. that you, you bought from... That. Uh, I'm not doing is that. Is the ice any better out of your faucet? Maybe. I'm not going to run that. I'm, I don't want to spend the money on distilled water. I'm not going to distill my own water to make ice cubes. I think if you're drinking like a really high-end whiskey at a bar, the, the good, clear cube makes a difference i agree home, yeah you're talking, about home, home, you're talking about home cocktails though and you're talking about home cocktails you know like you could get some quarry ice at Benny's. they sell 12 packs of it which is clear ice cubes yep you can learn how to do that at home i could actually tell you how to do it i could demonstrate it all if we wanted to do that one day and nobody would do it because it's labor intensive and it's crazy it's very cool and very rewarding but for home cocktails, I think the ice that comes out of the fridge, if you're able to go to Mariano's and get a bag of Chicago ice, that's great. John, when we were at the Hobnob in Wisconsin, do you remember how many different types of old-fashioned options they had? I think it was just bitter and sweet, right? No, no, no. It was whiskey, 
or brandy. Oh, whiskey, brandy, bitter, or sweet, right? No, then they had a sour, a sweet, a soda. It, there was five options. Um, squirt. Squirt. I'm not even kidding you, dude. Don't ask they about the squirt. I do enjoy don't, squirt. Don't ask about the squirt, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That, that soda is good soda. So, I mean, in Wisconsin, they do it differently. At our restaurants, we do the classic old-fashioned. Mark, what's your favorite kind of uh, old-fashioned that you've had? So now I don't have orange peels typically in my house, so I actually buy the orange bitters, the some bitters with the orange flavoring in it already. Um, I probably go a little bit more heavy on the bourbon. I think I typically pour two to three ounces of the bourbon, and oh, then yeah. that's called a home pour. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. See, but that's um, also where you can learn how much you know what ratio you want. You could up it to right. two ounces of bourbon, keep it 0. 0.5 ounces of simple, or even bring it down and bring it up. You know, like what's good for you and your palate. I'll even toss in, I think, usually two Luxardo cherries, which right we don't do at the restaurant groups, but people ask for it, which is so it's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, so one yeah. of the traditional ways of making a old fashioned is with a cherry or with some sort of cherry bitters. I think cherries are fantastic. I think if you're going to use cherries, there's no reason to use simple syrup. You think there's enough sweetness in the cherry juice yeah, or the cherry itself? I but I also really like high-proof bourbon and rice. So like my palate is shocked. Dead. Absolutely dead. Real <laughs> people want to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things about this cocktail is one of the hardest things about having something available for this from your house is simple syrup, which is yeah. super easy to make. Oh, my gosh. If, if you ever go to a bar and they're, not, and they're buying simple syrup, turn yeah, around and walk great. out. It's crazy. It's so easy to make. There's a bunch of different ways you can make it. But the, the traditional way is one part to one part, water to, to sugar. You can use brown sugar. You can use white sugar. There's different variations. Demerara, you can use, yeah. De, yeah, Demerara sugar. There's so many different types of sugars. You boil a pot of water. You throw the sugar in there. You stir it up. You let it like settle. And then and you put done. it into it. And then you're done. And then you put it into a container and put it in the fridge right away. And it's good for 30 days. At least. Nice. 30, um, 30 days is like the, the staple for simple syrup. When I make my simple syrup at home, I'll use uh, whatever, like the, the cheap white grain sugar, yep. and I'll just run my faucet as hot as it could possibly go. That's the hot water I'll add to my sugar, and I'll <clears> shake <throat> it or stir it uh, until it all blends together, and that's my simple syrup. I don't even turn the stove on. There you go. The point is that you're just trying to get your water and your sugar to dissolve into each other. The boiling is, a, is has mostly to do when um, because people didn't have hot water where they could turn on their faucet, or you're trying to infuse some sort of other flavor. So, like mm. if you're trying to add like thyme or rosemary or strawberries or whatever, it's like literally um, like the easiest thing to make in the world. Yeah, it's literally sugar water. I can't I can't tell you how many times other people from other restaurants around us have come over and be like, "Hey, can I borrow six ounces of simple syrup?" And like you guys know, it's pretty easy to make. Like. Uh, can we still borrow it? Yeah. There you go, buddy. You know, one thing that I, I'm sometimes confused about, we're talking about an old-fashioned, but your Manhattans that you guys make at uh, Maze and uh, Burger Social, like, what do you guys put in those? Like, what, what's your mix in those? Well, those are pretty damn good. Good, Mike. Um, you're talking about just our, our social Manhattan? Yeah, your social Manhattan, yeah, maybe yeah. your smoked Manhattan, our, too. Yeah, our base is uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch. I love that whiskey, especially Ooh. in a cocktail because it's 94 proof. Mm -hmm. So it, it holds up really well in the cocktail, especially the flavor still comes through. Mm -hmm. um, for that, it's one and a half ounces of Elijah Craig or two ounces. I mean, we're a little bit heavy on the pour, but then it's... Uh, 0.75 ounces of our Carpano Antica Sweet Vermouth, which is like the creme de la creme of sweet vermouths. Mm. So if you go to Binnie's, if you're looking for sweet vermouth, they have like 
four or five different super booths, and the Carpano is the most expensive one there. Just, and, it, and it really does. Just to put that out there. <laughs> it does make a difference, though. It really does. It does. I'm just it's saying. Great flavor. Um, and then we do two dashes of the Angostura bitters, which are traditional aromatic bitters. Uh, we stir that bad boy, and then we, you know, strain it out, and then we add a couple cherries. Um, we use Amarino cherries, which are a little bit sweeter than Luxardo because they're a dessert cherry but really flavorful and just kind of puts a little unique twist on ours because a lot of people use Luxardo and not a lot of people use Amarena. But uh, we also do the Cedar Smoked, which everybody loves, and we can really dive into that if we want to in a, in a future date. So, yeah, I mean, just, just a quick question about that. It's, it's not the same ingredients and you just smoke the glass? It is the same ingredients. We do smoke the glass. That's the difference. It's the same juice and everything's the same that goes in there. The difference is that we smoke a glass for 20 seconds over a cedar plank of wood. Uh, after we light it on fire, smoke it up, make a big production of it, everybody smells it, uh, and then we'll pull the glass off and then strain it in there. So it is the same. Yeah. We just strain in, you know, or stirring juice, and strain in it. Just different. Same juice. I'll tell you what, man, that cedar yeah, smoke. Different vessel. Outstanding. Outstanding. What's cool about the smoked Manhattan is like you, like as a bartender, like you won't make one all night and then at like nine o'clock, one person will order one. And then you make it, and everyone's like, mm. just smelling it. Uh, yeah. What is that? Yeah, I'll have one of those too. And then all, yeah. all, all of a sudden, you're, you've made 30 smoke my hands. It's like the coronavirus. The whole bar is drinking them. It's like yeah. the coronavirus. <laughs> it's like the. the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not that infectious. It's not that infectious. Otherwise, it's one, person ordered it. one person it orders it. it, three people order it after that. Yeah. It's a Chili's commercial where they just walk around with a fajita plate. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our first uh, edition of classic cocktails at home. Hopefully, I would like I would like people to yeah. I want people to like take a picture of their old fashioned. Yeah. Tell me their recipe. Send it to us. And we'll talk about it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna taste it, and then uh, we're gonna talk about it. All right. So for our whiskey review, we're gonna do uh, Maker's Mark Private Select, the Bourbon Belly Hospitality Oak Dave Collection. Um. This was 100% inspired by the Maker's Mark Private Select that we tried in episode two or three or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. I thought that was so good that we should do that for us. I think there's no reason why we shouldn't have a Maker's Mark Private Select. I probably asked for it for about a year. And by the time I asked Southern Glacier and Spirits distributes Maker's Mark, I asked them. I asked them to put me into into connection with the people with Maker's Mark. I thought this would be a really, really cool thing to do. It took about a year for it to come into fruition. Uh, we've talked to Greg Butera and to, uh, to Denny, who were the main people behind uh, Maker's Mark. And Greg was the one who like decided, like he did like his market research on us and decided like this is a place that we should allow for private select pick. Thank goodness that happened because uh, I think this is one of the coolest whiskeys I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank you, Garrett, for you know taking the year, or however long it took you to, to kind of work that out. It wasn't like um, you know everything I thought about for the whole year, but it just you know over sure, time. But right, well, it's, it's it's a building process. You know, you talk yeah. to the, the rep first. Who can I talk to? And then it escalates into who can we talk to to to, to finalize this, which you did. So thank you for doing that. But the, the experience of going down there with Greg Butera who is the Midwestern, um, what was the clarification on his title? Not the ambassador. He's like in charge of the 
barrel selection process for private selects over 11 states. So very influential on who gets to, to even be a part of that. Is it just, Gary, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mark, is it just like, Gary, is it just you sort of hounding Greg no, continuously very, very, for like no. six months? It, it's, about- the opposite, it's the opposite of that. I say, hey, uh, Makers Mark, I know that you guys have this private select program going on. I would love to be a part of it. What do I need to do? And then it's ghost silence for eight to 10 weeks. But then does he come back with like, this is what you need to like get into your restaurant and sell to prove No, and then the it's a, when he gets back to us, it's a uh, yes or a no. That's it? Yeah. Right. And one of the things that, that uh, Denny and Greg both touched on when we talked to them was that we talked about how just pristine and quality the whole process was in, in choosing the selection. Yeah. Um, and they talked about how they choose partners to choose these selections that are of a quality that they want. Right. You know what I mean? It, they, there is a selection process. They're not just going to, you know, if somebody approaches them, they're not just going to say yes. They're going to do the, the background and look into that company. And is this a good fit for them? And we are honestly honored to have them consider Bourbon Belly, Belly a group that they would want to participate in this with, you know, which is awesome. Yeah, think about is, like no. if someone like was a part of it and they made like a horrible like pick and it tasted terrible. They don't want to be a part of that. But what, right. why do they want to let someone to? So why they don't want to let let someone pick that terrible, gross product? When we talk about how we chose what staves went into it, there's a very um, specific way to do it, and I feel like they can kind of lead you down a path, so it's not terrible. But they're also not going to throw a bunch of staves into one of their barrels and be like, this is going to be garbage in six months or six weeks. You should sell it. Now, when you submit it, do you submit them all the information to them or do they have to kind of do the research on their own? They did all their own research. And then uh, when they finally give you that yes, do they send it to you in kind of the, the red waxy font? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a sealed envelope. A sealed envelope carried by horsebacked with a... That's a great question. Great question. <laughs> um, let's talk about this whiskey real quick. This whiskey is 111 proof. It's 55.5% alcohol by volume. The selection process was incredible. We're sitting in a room on the estate on the second floor of this amazing building at Maker's Mark where like the cat, the local distillery cat was like sitting right outside the door, like kind of like watching us. Um, as we're like walking up into this room and then there's this long table with all this stuff that's put out for us like flight boards everything labeled one two and three makers mark barrel strength and then all these different there was like an alchemy set i know garrett and i touched on this briefly but there's literally like an alchemy set where you would literally combine 10 milliliters of each juice and that's how you would determine what stays went into the barrel so we tried three different kinds Let's back up for a second. Okay. Sorry, Mikey. So there oh, was interject. So there's five different barrel staves to choose from. So they had five different vials of whiskey that were aged in 100% of each one of these barrel staves. So we said if we wanted one of these, two of these, three of these, four of these. So you take one part of this, three part of that, four part of that, and there's all by 10 milliliters in increments. So if you wanted one part of this, it would be 10 milliliters. If you wanted six part of this, it would be six milliliters of that. So then we would yeah. go to this table, mix it together, and then we'd taste it all. Incredible. At a, at, 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 like, at, a sm- at a smaller ratio than it would be a full barrel. So you're oh, t- I mean like at a uh, yeah, 100 so, milliliters, so you're, which is... Yeah, so you're tasting basically the miniature version of the barrel you're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, what, and what putting it, in the ingredients, that's, 
and putting in the ingredients that's ratioed properly. Yeah. And you were able to like actually taste it before you actually buy the barrel. The one question that I would have as an outsider that really doesn't know what's going on here is um, if you put a wood stave in something, don't you need it to last a long time to like really draw out that flavor? So, yes. In, do you remember when Demi was talking about how their Makers 46 mm-hmm. allowed them to lead them into this project mm-hmm. in that RC6 uh, project that they did? They gathered so much information from the Makers 46 trial and error that they were so confident that they could roll out these with such precision based on the staves that they put in there, based on how long it was going to be in there. And when, once you put those staves into those barrels, they monitor it every, I think they said two weeks yeah. to make sure that it's getting that flavor profile and the things that you were wanting out of it. So they're comparing because they keep a vial of what you made. So they must have some s- them. like serious data, serious, serious data. data on what they're like doing. The the little house with the computers and the, in order the, to, in order to scale it down in that sense, not only time scale, but. The confidence to, Com- to to know that you're putting all that stuff together, yeah, and it's going to be the product that you want it to be. Because like restaurants, these guys are working with, even though on a much grander scale, very fine profit margins. Mm-hmm. So if they market this whole barrel up, that's that's about thirteen or fourteen G's out the door that they wouldn't have got. Well, I think they get around that by throwing that in as a choice when you go pick your barrel, and if you happen to choose it, you take it home. And everybody's high fiving as you hit the road. <laughs> now you said like you guys, it. you guys said you did it in three attempts. Um, oh, do you, not even, more, no. do, do you get that. more than three? We did it in like six or seven attempts. So we had two different ones that we liked. Then we kind of combined them, and then after tasting that, we felt like it needed a little bit more. So then we did another one, adding on to that. Pretty sure that that's where the, the final came in. It's, 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 three hours. it's just an and eight. as you're going through it, are they kind of trying to direct you towards it? So like, no. if you don't like one, do they go, okay, try this? Or the best they're, part they're, is that that Greg was there, sitting at the head of the table, and saying, "Yes, this is what generally has worked before. I like this a lot. I don't like this." But he was just like a part of the part of the party. The one thing that he did give us a hint to, though was that there was, so there's five stays available. One of them is about to go away because of the cost. Yeah, the mocha. So he, so he did say like, you know what, if you guys are liking this flavor, you might want to pick this one because it won't be available for this private barrel select program very much longer. Only was, because if you did it now and you wanted to do it again, they would allow it. So they would bring back the mocha just for you. Yeah, but they're not offering it anymore for anyone else. Let's talk about the three staves that we picked real quick, and then let's taste it because we've been talking about it so long. I'm getting thirsty over here. The three staves we picked to go in there, uh, we picked two baked American puree, two, four seared French cuvee, and four roasted French mocha, which is what you're talking about, Mark. Um, they have it listed on a label in the back. You could pick up to 10. There's five total options. So you can go two, 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 and two, or you can divvy it up. We chose to divvy it up, and those are the, the options we went to. And honestly, this is one of my favorite whiskeys that I've ever had. I love it. It's fantastic, and I can't wait to drink it and talk about it. Should we try it? Absolutely. Yes. There's a couple of reasons why I think that we like this. Is that The seared French cuvee stave is a, a French oak stave that's supposed to bring out butterscotch, caramel, and some a little bit of nuttiness and a little bit of vanilla. So if you like bourbon... This is exactly the stave that you want, or this is exactly the kind of flavor profile that you're looking for for a smooth bourbon. 
Yeah, I kind of get that caramel at the beginning and then that chocolate at the end there. But I get, I get butterscotch in the beginning. And, and normally I'm like a caramel-like fiend. What I, I'm impressed by a lot is that it's 111 proof and it it doesn't feel or taste like it. No, it doesn't. Like, no. Like there is so much other product out there that it's 110 or 107 that kicks you in the back of the teeth. And you drink this and you're like, hmm, that's a, a spicier bourbon. Well, even some of the other makers I've had He's been a little spicier, have a little bit more burn. This is a little oh, really? smoother. Yeah. Smooth. What What's spicier than this for Makers? Um, even just their their standard bottle, I, I find it kind of spicy. So Makers is not typically my favorite go-to bourbon, and I actually I could drink this one. I like it. What's interesting nice. is that they're just taking standard single barrels of Makers and adding staves and then calling it your select because they, they believe that every Makers barrel tastes the same. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Johnny, what's uh, what's some tasting notes you're getting on this? Uh, some aroma too. Definitely caramel on the front end. I get like a lot of oats too, like a lot of nut in the mid the mid sip, like after you just like sip it. Um, a lot of nuts. Not so much caramely or sugary or sweet, but more oaty and nutty. Yeah, I can see that. Were you like like in mid like bite of a, a bunch of like a fistful of nuts? I'm getting tons of caramel up front. Tons. Kind of move, moves into like a butterscotch. And honestly, I'm not sure I would have gotten that if you didn't say that, Garrett. Moves into a butterscotch and then a, a easy vanilla write-off. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm getting. And it's, it, it vanilla, does have a little... need to talk about it. I do. Right? I do. Exactly. I taste, exactly. I, taste a, I taste a little bit of vanilla, like right at the end. And, um, and then it's just like a nice, easy, down-the-gullet, kind of kind of bourbon and i'll be honest with you garrett i don't know if i've told you this i had more people impressed as social with this than the blantons we picked no oh, they should no 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 hang on hang on hang on hang on this does not blantons. have both both of you hang two on, on. keep moving hang on. on hang on hang on you're talking about blantons is already incredible Everybody knows it is an incredible single barrel whiskey. Maker's Mark is a twenty-eight dollar bottle. Right. Mm. When people try this, not this one. Like, I know that's what I'm saying though. The the traditional Maker's Mark is twenty-eight dollars, thirty bucks, somewhere around there. This is so high, so much more elevated above that that people are like, "Wow, this is incredible." I'm more impressed by this. They're not saying that they like this better. Wait, elevated over Blanton's or elevated over itself? Elevated over the traditional makers yeah, that everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, knows. of course, yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's the point, though. People aren't expecting that. You see Makers Mart. Nobody has experience drinking these private barrel selects, especially in a bar. But I wouldn't compare this to Blanton's. I wouldn't either. You can. Yeah. You can. It's just you have to be objective about it. Yeah. You can compare that's, that's anything. That's a good point. I'm I not do. comparing the two. I'm not comparing the two. And Mark, I don't mean to interrupt you. You can you can go on with what you're about to say. I'm just telling you what the customers are telling me at social. Yeah, yeah. Per trying both. I do agree with the customers. I think that's where my feeling with this makers over the other makers I've had. That's why I could drink this bottle because it it is much more elevated over the standard makers bottle. And I put it next to my blends on the shelf. It's sitting there. Perfect. Oh, That's great. On the same Thank plane. Huh? Nice. On the same shelf. Nice. I haven't lowered it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in a month when we do the next uh, taste review, right? <laughs> Thank you, John, for figuring out how to record all of us on one computer on multiple devices. From our homes. From our homes. Thank and you, the Mark. the comfort and safety 
of our homes. And yeah. thank you, Mark, for joining us. Thank you, Mark, for taking time off from not playing video games and jumping in <laughs> on our podcast. No, absolutely. I'm so glad you guys invited me. This was a lot of fun. Here's my favorite. My favorite. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. We were talking in our group thread. You sent me the picture of the maker's mark. And then you sent John the picture of the maker's mark. John said, we should get Mark on here because he's drinking that bottle. Because we were already planning on reviewing it. And I was literally texting the, Mike and John. Maybe we should get Mark on for this because we were he's drinking the exact same bottle tonight. It was like a, a weird like seven-minute information com- combination of getting you on in this. So I'm really happy that you were here. No, this is great. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. Uh, this is Remote Podcast number one. We're going to do more. A lot of information coming to you guys from us. Obviously, we're all adjusting. I love the new segment, the brewery highlight. I love the new segment, the classic cocktails at home. And of course, all of us being able to drink the same whiskey that Garrett's spotlighting is amazing. Check out Daisy Cutter from Half Acre. Check out their whole portfolio. The Maker's Mark Private Select Bourbon Belly Hospitality Group bottle will be available for sale in our in our group uh, in the restaurants when we open back up. Once again, a shout out to Mark for joining us. Very cool that we have this capability also in our houses. And a shout out to Mac barking in the background over at Garrett's. Oh, Mac. Unbelievable. But uh, we really love you guys. Thank you so much for encouraging us to continue to do this and sending us all the Instagram and Facebook stuff. Continue to do that. And we'll uh, continue doing what we're doing and uh, drinking at home together, which is fantastic. So until the next one, peace. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rocking music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Wait, you guys signed the bottles? Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. You I, got, d- I got an MC. No, wait a minute. You definitely have to go into that because I didn't. G- GT right here. Had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. You definitely... I would have asked for a GT if I would have known that. Mark, I asked you which one you wanted. You go, I don't care. <laughs> Garrett. Garrett's really? such a fucking tease. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you were there when I bought this. <laughs> I know I wasn't. <laughs>